0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what you can learn from it for your own life based on what these celebrities are going through. And we got some amazing life lessons for y'all today. This is an educational and inspirational podcast. What could be better than that? Oh, I know. Having the sexiest host in America. I was just named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Actually, I'm just kidding. Anyone who wins that title is actually ugly. So I would deny that title if they gave it to me. But um, I am the sexiest man in North America. Patty Eminger, you may know me as petty Pop culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you, I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Everyone is welcome in this university, even people who are in defeat. I will accept you guys here. You will have to stay um, six feet away from everyone else at all times. But I do accept you guys here. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm I'm not not into feet. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not not into feet. Um, anyway, I saw the movie Knock at the Cabin this weekend or this week. Yeah, that movie. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's like a new horror thriller that's out. Batista is in it. Um, Jonathan Groff is in it and it's basically about imagine this imagine you're in this scenario you're just chilling in your cabin with your significant other and your daughter one day your cabin in the middle of the woods and four people randomly show up to your house one day and they say to you and your family of three one of you has to die or the whole world will end but you guys get to choose which one of you dies I'm not going to spoil anything, but basically that's the premise of the whole movie. I did not love the movie. I think the whole moral arc of the film was kind of lost on me because of the just so far-fetched concept and everything that seems so crazy and unrealistic. I did not really love Knock at the Cabin, but if you want to see it, I think it would definitely be like a really interesting, intriguing watch for you. Maybe you'll like how it plays out, but I'm sorry. Even if the world is factually ending, if I don't die like I'm going to be selfish. Like I'm not going to die for everyone else unless everyone has to like put a shrine of me in their house after I die and I and I get to become the new Jesus and like everyone like has to like pray to me every single day and there's a photo of me right by your front door. Unless that is the like the situation, I'll probably just let everyone die with me cuz then think about it, if the world ends, you won't really have any FOMO because You're not going to miss anything because, like, everyone will be dead. That would be the best way to die, honestly. Dying when the world ends. Come on. You won't have any death, like, FOMO, death, uh, FOMO from death. So, you know, we all just die together. You don't miss anything because nothing's going to happen after that. So, yeah, I'm not sacrificing myself for everyone. So, if that situation never happens to me, just know... You are all dying. But anyway, (laughs) we have some amazing topics to talk about today, including the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is potentially dating a 19-year-old girl. We need to get really hyped for Rihanna's Super Bowl. I'm so excited. We're just going to dissect it and build hype around what Rihanna is saying about it. And then we're going to talk about the insane weight loss secret that celebrities are so desperately trying to keep, but it's becoming very obvious that they're all using a certain drug to lose weight. And then we're going to talk about how male celebrities are lying to us about their bodies as well by taking drugs as well. So it's going to be a whole body yada yada yaddy yada yada yaddy extravaganza. But before we get into it, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Leave a cute little review. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me. If you tag me, I will hit you up. Put you on my story. And tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your 17th therapist because all the other ones quit on you. Tell everyone. This is a Tuesday, Friday class. And without further ado, take your seats, students. Turn off your phones because, well, unless you're listening on your phone. Because class is in session. Can you guys believe the Super Bowl is in two days? It's literally Friday and the Super Bowl is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Can you believe it? Ah! I'm more just excited for the Rihanna concert and not like the random football game happening before and after it. No one cares about the football game. The Rihanna concert is on Sunday. The televised 13-minute long Rihanna concert and her comeback to music. It's going to be like seeing an old friend. Like reuniting with an old flame who kind of ghosted you for seven years but you're gonna accept them back anyway because you're desperate for some good music it's gonna be like that and i cannot fucking wait to have bad gal riri back on our screens she hasn't performed for seven years to put it into perspective i was 15 the last time she was putting out music and performing i am 22 now i am a grown independent woman girl now i can sing your songs with passion my 15 year old ass had no business singing sex with me so amazing because that was not happening with anyone near that at all as it shouldn't be and why was my 10 year old ass singing I may be bad, but I'm perfectly good at it. Sex in the air, I don't care. I love the smell of it. The smell of what? My parents should have, like, smacked me if I was listening to that song. Insane. Maybe Hollywood is evil. (laughs) Maybe Hollywood is demonic for putting that in all of our heads when we were that young. But either way, now I can appreciate the serve. Now I get it, girl. I get what you were so passionately singing about. I want a man to make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. I sing that with a little extra oomph nowadays. You know what I'm saying? That I just didn't have when I was nine. So now I can appreciate the serve. The point is I missed her. And I'm going to dance during the whole show. Like I don't understand how anyone is going to sit down and watch this. That's why going to a Super Bowl party would be horrible. My like friend invited me to go to their family's Super Bowl party with all of their straight uncles and blah, 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 who are all bald and have beer bellies and are going to scream at the TV screen, huffing their hot Cheeto uh, breath into the air all night and then go dead silent and talk over the Rihanna concert. Uh, like, I do not want to go to a Super Bowl party. That would be horrible. I need to go to like a gay club when this comes on so you can we can just like insanely dance during it. I know I'm going to my friend's house to watch it, but we're just going to watch a Super Bowl Uh halftime show and then just like hang out after that and i know me and her are going to be dancing the whole fucking time i will not be sitting down and now the big question on everyone's mind is because of all the speculation now that it's so close is that is rihanna gonna drop a tour or an album right after this performance in two days the tea the motherfucking tea because rihanna has been hinting at making new music even just today she had a press conference where she was talking about uh uh the 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 genre of music that she's been creating lately you know we've been seeing her walking in and out of studios at night i don't know if you guys have seen the paparazzi photos but she's going in and out with her sunglasses on at night so she can really feel the vibe um but yeah in our press conference today she said when she was asked what kind of music she wants to make right now she said quote musically i'm feeling open I'm feeling open to exploring, discovering, creating things that are new, things that are different, things that are off, weird, might not ever make sense to my fans. I want to have fun with music. I have no idea what that means. When I hear that, something that's off or weird, I I think of like hyper pop or like, or music that just sounds like pots and pans and like screwdrivers and jackhammers. Going off, just some like electronic bullshit. But honestly, I'm so desperate. I would take a like a classical jazz album from Rihanna. Truly anything. Rihanna, please just yodel and queef into a microphone and put some auto-tune on it and I will worship it. I'll buy it. But at the same time, since she was saying that she's still kind of creating and that she just has a general vibe for the music she wants to create, I don't think she's going to drop an album. That would be extremely... Uh, just very unlike Rihanna and her behavioral pattern these days. It would make more sense if she just dropped a new line of like lingerie or shit, a whole new company. That would make more sense. Um, I think it would be more likely she announced a tour. Honestly, in these trying economic times, I really think Rihanna is going to have the audacity to drop a tour after Taylor and Rihanna just did that. And I already sold one of my kidneys, so I cannot sell another. I've already... Blown half of the old men on my block. There's only so many more of them I can extract some money from. But I would really love to see Rihanna on tour too. So I'm low key hoping like she doesn't. So I don't force myself to buy tickets completely irresponsibly and then go broke because my dumbass mind would literally rationalize buying front row tickets to Rihanna as opposed to three months of rent and groceries. That's truly something that I would do. So I I don't know. I hope for all of our sake, Rihanna just does that damn show and then launches some makeup or something. The set list, I feel, is like what everyone is really going to be so passionate about. Because think about it. Rihanna has 17 years of music to put into a 13-minute show. And not only does she have 17 years of music, but she has 14 number one songs. Fourteen. That's insane. Like, that's, like, up there with Madonna. I actually think she has more than Madonna. I think the only woman she doesn't have more than is Mariah Carey. Super Bowl set lists are already so stressful, and fans get so agitated when they don't perform their favorite song, and I do, too. I was so mad that Gaga didn't perform Alejandro. I was so mad that Katy Perry didn't perform the one that got away. I hope Rihanna has no guest, because who is she going to bring on, Eminem? No, he was there last year, and... Eminem is nasty. He's a big weenie. She's not going to bring on Kanye for obvious reasons, unless she wants to go down the drain with him. Um, She's not going to bring Jay-Z because Jay-Z hates the Super Bowl. He's like, fuck the Super Bowl. Um, In one of his songs, he's like, I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me, I don't need you. So I I, I don't think uh, their beef is resolved. Um, She's not going to bring out Drake because she does not like Drake like that, and she does not want to give Drake any hope that she likes him as anything more than a friend she doesn't even like him as a friend anymore so drake will not be on there he'll he'll be he'll be weeping at home watching it thinking about what could have been did you guys see that drake's baby looks like ice spice did you guys see that drake's child literally looks like ice spice could be the mom i looked up a photo of drake's kid this weekend i was like oh my god just put on the ice spice like ronald mcdonald orange hair and boom that's literally their child but anyway i hope she has no guess i hope we just get 13 minutes of raw rihanna uh she said quote some songs we have to lose because of the time limit and that's gonna be okay we did a pretty good job at narrowing it down there's probably about 39 versions of this set list right now we're on our 39th every little change counts damn okay so let me read off her 14 number one songs just in case you forgot what they were um we found love disturbia this isn't in any particular order this is just what order they were on on billboard we found love disturbia work umbrella love the way you lie the monster live your life sos take a bow only girl in the world snm diamonds rude boy what's my name the way I had to hold back singing each of those songs when I read each of their names. And the gag is, is that I didn't even mention a lot of her hits. Because, yeah, those are all number one hits. But she has a lot of number two through tens. She has 32 top ten hits. So unless she performs 15 seconds of each one, we're not going to hear them all. So it's like, which ones are she, is she going to pick? You know what I'm saying? Everyone is rooting for their fave right now. Rihanna said that her favorite album she ever made was Anti or Anti- I I still don't know how to pronounce it. I I like saying anti, like anti, like, like, like anti-hero. But I guess Taylor says it anti-hero. Oh, wow. Maybe I'll start saying it anti just because of that song. But anyway, I would always pronounce it as anti. So I feel like we're going to get a lot of that album, like work and um, love on the brain, stuff like that. But there's three songs that I need her to do. These are my top three. Like, if she doesn't do these, I'll be so upset I need her to perform s Only Girl, and Bitch Better Have My Money. And maybe while she's pre- performing Bitch Better Have My Money, she can, like, advertise her products on the jumbo screen or something and wear the bitches that need to give her our money. I think that'd be perfect. But here are three songs that I predict she's fully going to do. Like, these are definitely going to be in the set list. I think we'll 100% see her close the show with Diamonds we're beautiful like diamonds in the sky. I feel like people always put like their political statement in the last song, or you know the emotion in their last song. Like how Katy Perry ended with firework. I feel like diamonds is maybe not her biggest hit ever, but it's worldly renowned as like the most, I guess, um, like critically acclaimed Rihanna song. It's the one Rihanna song you turn to if you need some like empowering, dramatic song for your Instagram montage or your GoFundMe montage where you're like trying to like appeal to people's emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that kind of song. So I think she's going to close with Diamonds and I think she's going to open with please don't stop the, please don't stop the, please don't stop the music. And I feel like it's going to start like really aggressively because Rihanna said it's going to be like a jam packed 13 minute performance, no stopping. So I just think please don't stop the music is just such a fun way to start. Because when I think of a 13-minute nonstop performance, it's like, let's start really high energy and nonstop the music for a whole ass 13 minutes. And I think the song she's going to do the most is going to be We Found Love with her and Calvin Harris. I feel like that's probably her number one biggest hit in her discography. So I think that will get like the most time. I don't think she's going to do Lift Me Up. Thank God. She's much smarter than that. It was a cute song, but she's smarter than thinking that we, you know, want to hear that song. Ain't nobody wanna hear that weak shit ho. And so I don't think she's gonna do that. But anyway, I'm so excited. I'm gonna like record my reaction. I cannot believe she's coming back on Sunday. But until then we will just have to wait and see. The next thing I want to talk about is Leonardo DiCaprio. Ooh you know it could never be good or um not creepy news when I mention his name, Leonardo DiCreprio. So it is now rumored that after dating a slew of exclusively 20 to 25-year-old girls throughout, you know, the past like 28 years of his life and then dating Gigi Hadid, who was 27, we thought maybe he was getting better, the therapy was working, the rehab was working. He is now... Rumored to be dating a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. A 19-year-old. A 19-year-old Israeli model named Eden Polani. Eden Polani. She's really beautiful. She's a very pretty girl. But she is 19. And I damn sure never would have danced with the devil. At 19. And the God's honest truth is that the pain was heaven. And he's 48. So we're looking at almost a 30-year difference. How is there a 30-year difference and he's only 48? That is so scary and creepy. It's actually giving, like, mental illness. It's actually giving Predator... It's giving scary. It's giving, give this man an ankle monitor. I feel like he stalks college campuses and picks out girls to ruin and destroy, like Ted Bundy. Kind of similar to that. We need to start treating him like the creep he is, to be honest. And what is, like, what does he see in 19 year old girls? They can't even hang out at bars with him, they have to go hang out at Dave and Buster's together and play skee-ball. They'll literally be middle age when he dies. Maybe that's why he's so into climate change, because he wants to make sure the world is still in tip-top shape when his girlfriends get older. And the way he has no shame about it, too, they aren't confirmed to be dating, but they've been seen out at multiple places together, at multiple events, at restaurants together. Like, they're fully going on dates, but according to TMZ sources, they are not officially dating yet. But he's still officially weird i feel like that man could win another oscar if he just plays opposite of a romantic interest who is at least 30 i would love to see him even act i don't even think he's a good enough actor to be able to act like he is into someone of the age of 30 on screen i feel like he'd literally throw up even having to do that on screen how does he even play characters who have to be with someone who's older (laughs) Like, thank God Rose let go of his hand on that door in Titanic because he would have been only able to date her for a few more years before he just got completely sick of her. But yeah, I really think we need to start treating him like the creep he is. And I feel like if anyone's in danger of getting canceled this year, it's definitely Leonardo DiCaprio. And would I date Leonardo DiCaprio if he asked me to? Yeah, of course, because it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's the problem. He's using his power and money and fame to get all of these girls to think that he's some hero and some amazing older man that is so mature and wise and a perfect option to date but he's truly not he's not more mature at all he's just some weird immature freak and but if you guys see me a 22 year old dating someone in their 40s almost 50s by the name of Chris Hemsworth just know what me and him have is special and different and we're meant to be together and no one try to stop that okay do not stand up at our wedding and say that uh, you object i feel like the lesson here is that if an older man seems to be going after younger women and then you see them coming after you it's not because they're so youthful or they just have more in common with younger women it's because they're immature and there is a reason that their maturity level is that of someone who is 10 20 30 years old younger than them dating older men because they're mature is not real. That is a lie that you tell yourself that is, that should not be the reason that you are dating an older man. So if they try to convince you of that, there's something else wrong going on with him and you should never fall for that trap. Obviously I have, you know, I can't really talk. I've been with almost exclusively up to this point. I'm trying younger men now, but I was in the past almost exclusively with men who were 10 years older than me when I was like 20 and 21 and 22 and yes it can be fun and exciting and I understand how you would want to be with them because of certain attractive compelling factors but at the end of the day you really need to like inspect them and just really vet them to see if there's something off there that they want to be with someone who is 10 years younger because the maturity is probably an issue and just don't fall for it. Just to get close to you Could we burn somebody And I'll run for miles Just to get a taste My Like I said a few classes ago, fuck the skinny bitches in the club. I want to see all the big fat ass bitches in the motherfucking club. Fuck you if you skinny bitch. It's what? Yeah. But the skinny bitches are now fighting back apparently. And they have weapons. They have weapons of mass destruction. And weapons of ass destruction. Because skinny bitches lose their ass. But now the skinny bitches have a nuclear weapon to stay skinny. And that is Ozempic. If you don't know what Ozempic is, it is a prescription drug normally used for people with type 2 diabetes or weight loss for people who are obese or are at risk of developing um, diabetes. It's used for people with diabetes. But now celebrities are using it for their own weight loss. And I'm talking celebrities who are already very skinny. It has become a trend for them to get their hands on it and apparently it's very easy to nowadays because after finding out the effects of it and um just hearing of it through the grapevine celebrities realize that they can cheat their way into being skinny and not have to do any work if they just inject themselves with this little pen in the stomach once a week and being super skinny is back in unfortunately that is my least favorite body aesthetic um not trying to like comfort anyone right now but it just seems like the body trend in hollywood where whenever it's popular it causes the most issues with eds and people's health and everything like that i wish just healthy bodies were in or even bigger bodies just People who let themselves enjoy food and still stay in decent shape—I, I, you know—I wish that was what was in, but it's not. And have you noticed that all your favorite celebrities seem to be appearing skinnier than they ever have before? I'm talking about Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, uh, Elon Musk is getting skinnier. Lee Michelle looks skinny. Like Paris Hilton looks skinnier than she has recently. It's because they're all taking Ozempic. So basically how this diabetes drug works, if you do not know, it releases chemicals in your stomach that mimic hormones that are naturally released in your body that make you feel full after you eat. But these chemicals are making people feel full longer so they don't feel the need to eat. They reduce your cravings and store fat and sugar in your body differently. So... It basically just makes you not want to eat. Some people who have been in it say that they eat half the food that they normally would at a restaurant and feel like if they eat any more, they would throw up. See, now I'm the type of person at a restaurant who I will shamelessly eat the whole thing. Like, shamelessly. And I will want more. I will pick off your plate after. So I would never do that to myself or subject myself to some kind of torture like that. That is not my vibe. Um, I like I, I've literally been on first dates with guys and I'll realize oh my god I just ate all that food like a pig and they really see the real me immediately like oinking and everything and rolling around in mud and like this this particular moment I'm thinking of on a guy with a date he literally like barely ate his food and I looked up and I was like I said audibly Oh my God, I just ate my whole meal. You're not eating anything. I forgot about like first day etiquette like that. And he was like, Oh, don't worry. And he said it like kind of in a way where he was judging me. And I was like, Ew, like I'm just going to eat my whole meal. But these celebrities who are taking this said that they'll literally throw up if they would eat their whole meal at a restaurant. That's how quickly it makes you feel like you cannot eat. It's insane. But it like tricks you into not wanting to at all. It's not just a thing that reduces your appetite, it reduces your physical ability kind of to eat that much now only celebrities can really get it because it's very expensive it's like the top five percent new drug of choice it used to be cocaine but now it's ozempic and it allegedly cost 1300 dollars a week but getting it super easy chelsea handler said that her doctor her uh, anti-aging doctor just hands it out to everyone with a prescription if they want To lose weight because you need to get it prescribed or you can go online if you're thinking about getting it i don't think you should but you can go online and do like an e-health appointment and just get it prescribed without even necessarily talking to a doctor i mean i just think that's so fucking dumb like why would you not want to see a doctor to see if you need a medication because yeah it can be exciting to us but you do like we don't know best or know if we actually need that so It feels like we're just cheating the system if we do a telehealth appointment and get a drug prescribed to us. I just feel too nervous about putting substances into my body to be able to do that. But that's what some people are doing. Because not only are celebrities doing it, but TikTokers are doing it. The hashtag Ozempic on TikTok has like 30 million videos or views or something. And people are just now over the last few months and currently every day posting their updates after being on it and how much weight they're losing and how happy they are and exciting it's this new whole fad so because of this fad there's a shortage in this medication because being super skinny is back in and they want to conform to the trend and i think ozempic is just going to make the super skinny trend even worse and more prevalent because everyone is going to be able to achieve that and we're going to see more of our famous celebrities walking around skinnier than they ever have been. And it's going to go to people's heads. So I'm not very excited about that. And yeah, there's a shortage of it. It's like a valuable asset now. So if you have Ozempic, uh, I wouldn't let anyone know. It's like having the golden ticket or some kind of lottery number. You know, you're going to have to carry around pepper spray or a baton or something if you have Ozempic or some reality star is going to pull up on you in the middle of the street and jump you and steal all of it. The craziest thing is that people are also admitting to it like major celebrities. Elon Musk admitted that he is taking Ozempic and there was that photo of him on the yacht one day looking like just very, I don't want to say big. Like he, he, like he just, he looked bigger, but like he didn't look that fat. He just looked big and people were making edits of him as a great white whale or whatever, people were really bullying him for his weight. So now he admitted that he is openly on Ozempic and that is how he is able to lose all this weight that he has. Someone asked him on Twitter, on his homeland and Twitter, what his secret to getting in shape and losing weight was. And he said, fasting, dot, 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 and Wagovi. We'll and Wagovi we'll is like Ozempic, but with another brand name. So he's fully on Ozempic and that's crazy. Like one of the richest men in the world. He still feels the need to have a nice body for someone to like him. Like, girl, you could look horrible and people will still date you with all that money. Come on. You don't need Ozempic, Elon. Andy Cohen tweeted, everyone is suddenly showing up 25 pounds lighter. What happens when they stop taking Ozempic? Chelsea Handler said, oh, she was hosting the Critics Choice Awards when she said, um, Quote, for those of you who don't know, gaslighting is when someone tries to convince you that your own perceptions of reality are wrong. Like when your favorite celebrities say that they lost weight by drinking water. But really, it's because everyone is auto (laughs) No, seriously, though. Everyone will use drinking water as their excuse for any health benefit or appearance change that they've had. They'll be like, oh, how did you gain 30 pounds of muscle? Drinking water, but they're really just doing steroids. Or, oh my God, how did you lose so much weight. Oh, just drinking water, but they're on Ozempic. Or like, oh my God, how did you get such a fat ass drinking water? But they really just got a BBL and Tijuana. I'm out here killing myself every day on this diet, trying to lose a total of 10 pounds in like four months. So 2.5 pounds a month eating sugar-free foods that make me fart like a whoopee cushion and Chugging sparkled water just to keep myself occupied so I do not feel the need to fulfill my oral fixation to eat something else. And removing condiments. I fully removed condiments from my meals now. And basically crying myself to sleep because I'm bored and want to eat something. And these celebrities are just injecting themselves with Ozempic. I would ask them for their Ozempic needle, but I don't want to share needles with half of these celebrities who have these STDs. So I'm not going to do that. But what I'm saying is, I just wish it was that easy. Do you know what I'm saying? But is a shortcut always the best? No. But who started this trend? The trendsetter herself. The woman who starts the most trends ever, Kim Kardashian. Now, we're saying allegedly because, you know, Kim says, get up off your ass and work. And by that, she meant, call a telehealth provider and get your Ozempic prescription. (laughs) That's what she meant. Because... She lost 16 pounds in three weeks, suspiciously, to fit into the Marilyn Monroe dress at the Met Gala. Now, you don't have to be a personal trainer or a registered dietitian or a board-certified fucking physician to know that losing 16 pounds in three weeks is extremely unlikely and basically impossible, even with a lot of starving. I don't even want to say what else you could do that you still might not be able to lose all the weight if you do that. You still not may not be able to do that. And I'm not questioning Kim as this Olympic athlete or s- like scientist when it comes to weight loss. Or I'm not trying to question how hard she works because as we know, she's the hardest working woman in America. But I don't think she could lose 16 pounds in three weeks without this. So if I had to guess, I would say that she did use Ozempic to lose 16 pounds in three weeks because the two plus two is four and five plus five is 10. It just makes sense. So then after people saw her do that at the Met Gala, maybe, you know, doctors that all the other celebrities go to got word from Kim's doctor. They were like, Oh, maybe I'll get on Ozempic as well. Rumors are going that Jessica Simpson is on it. Cause she's looking very, very skinny. So much of the points where it's, you know, scary people are probably asking her are you okay are you eating which some people take as a compliment some people say oh when you get the are you eating questions that mean you've made it honey and they think you're doing good on the diet i understand that that could be comedic but at the same time we can absolutely not normalize that that is not the goal if someone said that to me i'd be so offended i'd be like are you kidding me i'm thick like i yes i'm eating how dare you But yeah, Jessica Simpson, people are really worried for her. Others are questioning if Rebel Wilson, Fat Amy, did that to become Skinny skinny Amy, who she is now. Lee Michelle, people are questioning. Khloe Kardashian is being accused of this many, many times online, so much so that she had to deny being an Ozempic abuser. And she said, quote, Let's not discredit my years of working out. I get up five days a week to train at 6 a.m please stop with your assumptions i guess new year still means mean people wow not only does she defend herself but she also let you guys know that she is morally superior to you and she is not a mean person like you poor peasants imagine the level of gaslighting going on if she actually is on ozempic and she's like how dare you mean folk you you bitter broke bitches how dare you accuse me of being on ozempic and I like how the Kardashians use the excuse, we get up at 6 a.m. to work out as if we're working out at 6 a.m. is like twice as effective. Or if there's a special going on at that time in the universe where you burn twice as many calories. Like when they were at their reunion for their show and Andy Cohen was like, so do you guys feel responsible for creating a very unrealistic beauty and body standard for women in America that have led to a lot of like body issues? And they're like, no, we just put in the work every day. We get up at 6 a.m. and work out. So do a lot of people and then they go to a job and then they single handedly raise kids like stop using the I work out at 6 a.m. excuse. We all work out. You're not special like that doesn't give you the results that you guys have. So I would not really be surprised if both of them are on it. Chloe's looking very, very very, skinny, almost to the point where she's becoming the least interesting to look at like Kourtney Kardashian. It's just not really giving anything. In my opinion, it's like, oh, wow, like. I hope she's okay. It's giving that. It's not giving fun and exciting and healthy or whatever. So, Kyle Richards, the Real Housewife, is also being accused, and she keeps on coming up with excuses as to why she's not on, on why she's not on a and how her weight loss is natural. She's commented on multiple times on Instagram saying, "No, I'm not on a I've never even heard of that girl." Recently, she said, "That is it. I'm not having any sugar." Any carbs, any alcohol, I'm not on Ozempic. So she thinks her diet is just cutting out those things. You're telling me a real housewife who stays home all day surrounded by chefs and pastries and cookies amazingly organized in a circular jar and charcuterie boards with nuts and crackers and wine, a wine cellar in her basement at every turn, is not drinking any alcohol, eating carbs or sugar? Please. Girl, please. Please. You don't have all that money not to use it. You don't have all that money just to diet. You have all that money to get plastic surgery and buy Ozempic. So I would say almost all of those celebrities are on Ozempic. And it's obviously fucked up because there is now a shortage. So people who actually have diabetes and are actually dying cannot receive their medication. Because some people just want to look skinny on their OnlyFans. Okay? They got a body to sell. It's real work the nerve of those patients to want their ozempic over the celebrities come on kim there's people that are dying but it's more important for her to sell flat tummy tea on her instagram okay now there is a really horrible side effect like really horrible and this is why i would never do ozempic it's called quote old ozempic face Because basically what Ozempic does is it stores fat and sugar in your body differently. So it kind of takes all the fat away from your face, leaving you with a sunken in, just older, emaciated, uh, just like you lost all your baby fat. So there's no plumpness anymore. And when you're not as plump, it naturally makes you a little bit more saggy and wrinkly and just have a more uh, natural age look. So if you see a celebrity who suddenly looks like they got buccal fat removal, they could be a suspect for being on Ozempic. Like Leah Michelle, with her suddenly extremely strong jawbones that she could cut someone with. Looking like the crimson chin out here. I would never want a super skinny face. I realize I have the fattest face. People on TikTok fully think I'm 15 or 12 because just of all the baby fat I have going on. Me and Selena Gomez, I swear, we just have like me and her have that in common just the fattest faces but i love it i love cheeks to grab i love looking like a squirrel who's got a bunch of acorns shoved in my cheeks for the winter so i truly would never really want that it's just a part of my appearance that i wouldn't be able to get back naturally if i did a zempic so it just seems like it's not worth the risk And the biggest gag of them all is that all doctors agree that once you get off of Ozempic, you will gain the weight back because there was no real life change made. So obviously, once you take the stimuli that is causing the change away, you're just going to go back to normal. Studies even show that more than two-thirds of people who took Ozempic and then got off of Ozempic just within a few months were already gaining uh, a fraction of their weight back or all of their weight back. So you'll be left to the same weight with it. Tired and deprived-looking face, unfortunately. But you think the women have it bad? No. There is men-on-men crime out here. It's not just men being menaces to society, to women, and ruining women's lives. Men also ruin other men's lives. They put the men in menace. Because they be lying out here about their bodies Two times more than the women and i'm not just talking about their d size in their unsolicited pictures that they send that they take from a very specific angle to make it look bigger they're not just lying about that size of their body they're lying about every part of their body and i'm gonna expose them if there's any men listening to this any gay men, especially gay men, I feel like there's a big stigma in the community that you have to be so aesthetic and have the perfect abs and the pecs and the arms and just be the uh, be the Ken doll and be Zach Efron. It's truly horrible. These male gays have even an even worse male gaze than male straights. You know what I'm saying? So any men listening, have you ever wanted to look like The Rock? Be all wide and veiny and a bald, hairless head? Oh, I'm sorry. I think I just actually described how a big penis looks. But what I meant to say, do you want to look like Joanne The Rock Johnson? Because a lot of guys do. And they'll be taking these drugs and doing these downright life-threatening substances to want to achieve a certain aesthetic. Because they care more about aesthetics than girls do. They are aesthetic girls. And they call me gay for wearing black nail polish. But guys are literally out here trying to dehydrate themselves to just have a slutty little waist to be grabbed by from behind. And they're also out there trying to get their literal titties to grow. Sounds pretty gay and feminine, if you ask me. And fitness influencers the people who are literally influencing the whole fitness community are destroying boys' body images and spreading mass body dysmorphia for sure. And I was definitely a victim of this because especially when TikTok started, I don't know if you guys like remember, but in 2020 when home fitness because of the pandemic was everywhere, like everyone was teaching you how to do upper body workouts with no weights at your home or leg workouts with just a band at your house or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that type of content was going everywhere. And then when gyms came back into style, short form uh, exercise tips were so big. And a- like anyone I would see, because I was consuming it around that time when TikTok started so much and I was following all these different accounts and I love them all so much. I learned so much from them. I thought they were so cool and helpful. Like my For You page was just fully that for a long time. And I was like, wow, I want to look just like them. They're so ripped and they're so normal. And, you know, they're definitely not doing anything illegal or crazy like these athletes are, or these crazy bodybuilders are because, you know, they're just influencers. Yeah, they want to look good, but it's not like they're doing this for a sport or professional bodybuilding. I really trusted them. And you cannot trust these fitness influencers at all because you see them and they have these like, this like an eight pack abs and then an eight pack off to the side and like, uh, like pecs, but also a deep canal in between each of their is if they have implants it's like where do all your organs go because my body can literally not be that tiny but also muscular at the same time like what compact like shape are you in that all of this can happen it's really a mind fuck and these influencers they make themselves seem so naturally big by just you know recording their daily routines of uh legal supplements they take like protein powder or creatine And they'll go to their local gym and do workouts. So it all seems very deceitfully normal. But they're really doing what the the Kardashians do, which is make themselves seem like everyday people, but just very blessed in with their body and as if they work so hard to get these God-like statue bodies so they can sell you their personal diet plans or fitness programs or supplements. And they can get sponsorships by all the big brands like Nike and Gymshark and whey protein, blah, 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 blah. Because if you buy what they use, you can look just like them. But it's directly a lie. It is such a lie. And I didn't realize that for so long, like how common um, these supplements are. And by supplements, I mean PEDs. PED stands for performance-enhancing drugs that people will use just to look muscular for some Instagram likes a professional bodybuilder who has been very open about, um, using a lot of steroids in his career. His name is Harry Smith and he works with a lot of like upcoming fitness influencers and everything like that. And he estimates that about half of all fitness influencers that we see on our phones, um, are taking some form of performance enhancing drug. And I would not doubt that at all because if you, realize gaining followers is a direct correlation to gaining muscle. So like the bigger you are and your muscles are more impressive, the more followers you're going to gain. So there's a clear incentive to do that. And I always fall into the trap. I swear to God, I'm like more horny than I've ever been in my whole life. I don't know if this is TMI, but because every time I open every one of these fucking apps these days, fitness influencers have taken over the world. And because I'm a gay who is also very into fitness, it's like that is my whole Instagram discovery page. And then it's my whole TikTok for you feed. And then it's my whole Snapchat discover stories and my whole Twitter. And it's like, I cannot catch a break. I'm out here sweating all the time. Like I didn't even take Viagra and this erection is lasting longer than four hours. Let me catch a breath. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That was nasty. I'm kidding. Obviously. But yeah, someone who um, is an anonymous fitness influencer did an interview with USA Today. And they said that they were really strict about never using any performance enhancement drugs until they got on Instagram. And then they realized that they were going to stop gaining followers if they didn't start getting bigger or showing their followers that they had, you know, some growth. So they said, quote, they saw improvements instantly, putting on about six to nine pounds of muscle in three months once they got on performance enhancing drugs, and his Instagram followers kept growing too. Well, he couldn't share the exact number from that period. He now has more than two hundred and forty-five thousand followers, which was as opposed to his less than a hundred thousand followers before he considered taking drugs. And you're probably like, Patty, like what do you mean drugs? Like where are they getting them? Like what kinds of them? Do you just mean steroids? you know, is everyone just gonna have their balls shrink and be bald? Because as we all know, like that's the main side effect of steroids. No, there's a ton of these different PEDs that you can use and they all do very specific different things. And what I'm about to say to you is gonna like blow your mind about these things that men do to get in shape. It's like a whole other like class that you can take in college or something. The amount of different medications and they get these from people basically on the street or I've heard like me and my brother have like low key like sometimes we'll just be like oh we're not in shape enough like what are we doing is it just our genetics or something and we'll legit like talk to each other about should we do something illegal we've never considered doing it seriously but he has a few friends who work out and they know that at our local GNC just like here in Illinois at one of the GNCs by us, you can apparently go up to the worker and say a certain code and they will get you something illegal from the back and sell it to you. Literally. Like, that is the underground fitness influencer ring that is truly going on here. You just have to know someone and you can get these things very easily. So I'm going to name them. And these are just a few. So there are just anabolic steroids that make your hair fall out and make your balls shrink up, but they do make you gain a lot of muscle there's different sub genres of steroids um like one called Tren or one called SARMs that is less intense there is HGH which is human growth hormone that you can also buy it increases your muscles and your body mass just as a whole you can get TRT which is synthetic testosterone which I've actually gone to a doctor to get one time because I just naturally thought my testosterone was low. And it actually was very, very low to the point where I almost got that prescribed just because I, I needed it. But um I ended up not having to get it. So you can get TRT, which is testosterone replacement therapy. You can get Clenbuterol, which makes you keep all your muscle while you lose fat at a rapid pace. So you can have that lean aesthetic look. You can get beta blockers. You can get tamoxifen, which blocks your estrogen, which gets rid of any effects from it to make room for more testosterone. You can get GHB, which increases your muscle growth hormone concentration. You can get albuterol, and it helps you build muscle in a similar way to steroids. You can get EPO, which is blood doping, which makes you have more oxygenated Red blood cells, so you have more stamina. Basically, like people in track and field in the Olympics have been caught using this and then get disqualified. You can get HRT for high testosterone. You can get HGT to help you get high testosterone. You can get Tisamorillin and Pamorillin. I don't know. These are some scientific ass, like some weird ass ingredient you would see on the back of a Doritos bag that you just don't know what's in it. It's like these weird ass names, but those two things help you uh secrete growth hormone in your body you can get masterone which decreases your estrogen you can get diuretics which has water leave your body so you can look extra extra lean so your muscles show a bit more and diuretics help you hide steroid use because they flush things out of your kidney and your whole body so if you have to take a steroid test you can pass that test and that's just a handful of the many 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 different performance enhancing literal drugs that you're Favorite influencers are probably on, and not just the male ones. Even like even female influencers will dabble in these things just to get that bigger butt or the smaller waist and the wider thighs or wider hips or just that more hourglass figure. Anything. It's so insane the amount of lies you can buy online to help you put on mass, and it's more common than you think. Even people who aren't fitness influencers. Someone like Bryce Hall has literally admitted. Bryce Hall, the one who used to date. Addison Ray and looks like Timmy Turner. He has admitted to doing trend. So literal steroids. And he said he used to cycle it and that's how he has like bigger arms and all that stuff. So it makes you question like, was the whole Sway house was Noah Beck using it? Is that why his neck is so thick was Josh Richards or whatever those groupies are called. Um, Everyone assumes that Logan Paul is 100% on something in the WWE They assume that Jake Paul is on something for his boxing because they have suspiciously gotten more muscle. But it's not just fitness influencers, it's also celebrity men. People who have been proven to be on some kind of steroid include Hulk Hogan, Joe Rogan, 50 Cent, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Swartz, Tyler Perry, even Charlie Sheen because we know he's done every drug in the book. Of course, he's not going to leave out performance-enhancing drugs. But my favorite videos on the whole planet are the ones where these super muscular, athletic celebrity men are being accused of being on steroids on a video, and they just get so defensive and mad and like leave the room, like leave the room. They just go into roid rage and strangle the interviewer and break them in half and flip the table and leave. And they're like, No, I'm not on steroids. John Cena, when he gets asked, he says, I can't tell you I haven't, but you'll never be able to prove that I have. <laughs> that's so hilarious that's that's gonna be my answer for everything the next time someone asks me something that i totally did they're gonna be like did you eat my leftovers i'm gonna be like i can't tell you i haven't but you'll never be able to prove that i have (laughs) oj simpson should have said that the rock whenever he's asked he said he just tried them when he was 18 but they didn't work on him back then so he stopped what an idiot no one believes that Dwayne. literally no one no one believes you are immune to intense drugs to like a class three whatever drug they worked on you babe and that's why you're the size of four kevin Harts put together zach efron always denies it even though he was clearly on something for baywatch zach efron was so in shape during baywatch like it actually made me uncomfortable i actually didn't think he was hot at all it was more so like oh my god is he okay oh my God, is he going to burst? Is is like his skin going to stay intact on his body? That's what I always thought when I would see up front. I'm glad he does not look like that anymore, even though his face is all fucked up, which people think is a side effect of HGH, a human growth hormone that made his jaw grow for some reason. But um, yeah, even though his face is kind of messed up now, I think he looks so much better than he used to. And I wouldn't be doubting... I mean, I... I think it's absolutely confirmed that all your favorite superhero actors are on something. I'm not saying they're on steroids, but as you know now, there's a lot of different options of what they can do to give them a boost and look a lot better or a bit perfect or put on a muscle a little bit quicker. So I would say Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale. Like 100% these people were on something. I know it's like sad to admit because we want to see them as these like clean superheroes who did what normal people know have the power to do they're just not hardworking enough or something like no like don't let them keep that perfect image don't let them think they're so much higher up or naturally superior or elite to you like they fully use drugs and they are um performers and they're like i i don't really think there's anything morally wrong with someone taking these substances at all i think it's completely fine like look how you want to look put what you want to put into your own body I totally respect anyone who wants to do that. But at the same time, I don't respect people who do it and then not tell everyone about it because they may think that if they tell everyone they did steroids, that's like Chris Hemsworth and Thor. He was definitely on something. But if he tells everyone that he did steroids, he might think they might think less of him or he might think that he is going to encourage boys to do it because they see their favorite superhero doing it. But, you're going to encourage boys to do it when they realize after four years in the gym that they still don't look like you. That's going to encourage them to do it even more because they're going to get frustrated and then they're going to jump to something so drastic. So I think it's like, I think it should be met with the same conversation as like safe sex. Like how about we just talk about it and everyone knows what to do safely. So you don't just jump into it, uh, not knowing anything at all. And then something bad happens. I feel like that sh- should be how it handled. And the line to me There's just no point. Like, let's just be humble and real with each other. Our favorite actors are doing drugs and even some of our favorite athletes for sure. Like Lance Armstrong was caught um, doing some sort of performance enhancing drug when he was doing the Tour de France, which is like some cycling contest. And he won got the gold or whatever and then he was later stripped of his title because they found on some drug test that he was doing peds and he went on oprah and admitted that he did it and felt bad and uh, apologized and everything oprah is like where you go to confess that you did something but you still want the world to love you it's like almost like you're get out of jail free card if you just admit that you did something on oprah like if you confessed to doing something like murdering your wife like OJ Simpson or something like that could be totally fine if you're an Oprah like everyone would still forgive him you know what I'm saying but um yeah there's just really horrible side effects that go along with these things like not being able to have kids one day that would be awful or messing up your hormone secretion forever and you forever have to get on synthetic hormones because your body just does not work anymore fucking up your endocrine system your glands and all of that it's just totally not worth it but Overall, you don't want your literal balls to shrivel up men out there. So don't believe these influencers and don't fall into the trap of thinking that you need to do these things to feel as good as them. Because the second you get off of these performance enhancing drugs, all the effects are going to go away and you're going to be left exactly how you were before. But your wig will be snatched and you'll be bald. So don't do that. So what can we learn from the women lying to us about how they lose weight and the men lying to us about how they put on weight? First of all, we can learn that you cannot trust anything that you see on the internet and that you should never compare yourself to what you see on there. Because even if they're your most trustworthy, best friend, influencer in the whole world, you have no idea what they're on, what they're doing when that camera's off, what they're doing before and after the gym, or what they're doing before uh, they have a meal, or what they're truly eating. You just have no idea. And especially with people with that much money, you could not compare yourself to them at all. Only compare your fitness journey and your body journey to who you were yesterday. That is the safest and the best way to go. The only person you truly should compare yourself to is uh, the previous best version of yourself. And that's what I do now. Like I used to get so discouraged when I would go to the gym and, you know, it's been two years now and I'm like, I don't look good enough at all. I want to do all these things. Like, why can't I look like my favorite Instagram thirst trapper. Uh, he's around my age. Like what's wrong with me? And I'm like, wait, he's literally on drugs. Like that is why I cannot compare myself to him. So just don't fall into the trap, even though I know it's so easy. Just start to like brainwash yourself into thinking that it is not normal how these people look and remind yourself that how you look is normal and you're not doing anything wrong or not trying hard enough you look amazing you're doing amazing and do not compare yourself to people that you see online the second thing i think we can learn is that the only way to truly sustain worthwhile and exciting results that are life-changing to your appearance and confidence and just everything is through a lifestyle change and consistency that is the only 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 way you are going to be completely healthy and clean and better every single day. If you commit to the process every day and you keep doing the best that you can do naturally with all the supplies and the tools that you have because every single day where you learn more about how to, how to eat clean or how to work out better, you are just going to instill that work ethic and lifestyle into your mind until one day you wake up and you're just the most jacked, lean sexy or curvy or voluptuous or skinny or not skinny just you're you're gonna wake up one day and have your perfect body that you've always wanted that you'll never have to worry about going away because no one can take it away from you because you did the work and you still do the work and you've earned it and you deserve it okay well thank you guys for joining me today i hope you had a fun time listening i hope uh all the conversations about bodies and everything was not too triggering i feel like i can get triggered by that topic so easily but just with all the conversations going around it for so long especially about ozempic currently i just felt like now is the opportunity to talk about it and the thing about the men using performance enhancements drugs have just been bothering me for so long and i know i'm not the only one out there that sees these fitness influencers doing their thing or just all these influencers trying to like masquerade and look better than they actually do for us. So I was like, you know what? Let me, let me just expose everyone across the board today. So I hope it was okay with y'all and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. I have plans. I think every single day this weekend, which is so exciting because last weekend I literally had no plans. I just sat inside. So I'm going to get out and about this weekend, I'm so excited. I have plans with my friend to see the Super Bowl halftime show Sunday, and then hang out with a guy tomorrow. Um, he's cute. I'm excited. Don't tell him I said that though; that'd be so embarrassing. Um, I don't think he's listening to this. I don't think anyone I've ever talked to, like at least in a guy wise, have been like, "I listen to your podcast. Why you say it about me?" And even if you are listening, bro, I don't care. It's not that deep. Like you, are, like you already know what you did and if you did anything wrong of course i'm exposing you whatever you know they already know how much of a piece of shit they are so i guess i don't care if they listen saturday i'm watching one of my favorite shows with my sister we're watching the nikki bella gets married show on e i'm so excited because i love nikki and we haven't seen her on tv in years and she's finally getting married and having kids after john cena broke her heart and was a complete tyrant and asshole I hate John Cena, so I'm excited to see her get married. And then I'm going to send John Cena a hate DM. I'm kidding. But anyway, I hope you guys have fun stuff planned for the weekend. If you want to be featured in the what would you like to share with the class segment on Tuesday, DM me some juicy tea going on in your life, and I may feature it next week. And I will spill your personal life tea to the whole class, and we can commiserate and how awful you're doing or some traumatic experience that you lived through so you can be re-traumatized. It could be so fun. So send it in. Um, make sure to rate this podcast five-star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. Screenshot yourself, listening to it, post it to your Instagram story, and tag me, and I'll hit you up in your DMs. It's a Tuesday, Friday class. Do not forget. Attendance is mandatory. And until next time, class, I love you. Stay safe this weekend, and class is dismissed. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe.